Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Uh, we are Nationals on Sports.network, and we go live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline at A to Z Sports. Hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau health plans get better with Farm Bureau health plans, better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping you safe online, and you can get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer in uh, Middle Tennessee with three great locations in Columbia, Murfreesboro, and Franklin, online at KrebsKubota.com. The Titans get a big win uh, as they did uh, Sunday against the LA Chargers. I do want to give a shout out. Our guy Eddie says, good morning, Austin and Zach. I, I started my morning, game day morning yesterday, Zach, by seeing Eddie on the rooftop at Acme, who got there right as Acme opened to say what's up. Eddie and his cousin were in town. His cousin's a Chargers fan. Eddie, obviously a Titans fan who watches the show all the time. So shout out to Eddie uh, who came and said, hey, what's up? Uh, right as uh, game day got going. Uh, but Zach, man, what a moment for the Tennessee Titans to get a game-winning field goal from Nick Folk to snap the eight-game losing streak that went back. How about this? The last Titans win, 10 months to the day, November 17th in Green Bay, the last win scoring 27 points. And 10 months to the day, September 17th, 27 points, gets it done for a Titans victory. Uh, Big Jeff, all smiles in the Titans locker room uh, after that victory. Wonderful, man. We haven't, look, go back on it, man. We haven't won games since the Packers, man. And today is just, it's amazing, man. Like I said, hell of a job, um, you know, to the offense, you know. Again, I was running on the team, Nick, man, going down to make the field goal. So, and I told Tanner, man. You're all quarterback, man. I believe in you. We got your back. That's a hell of a job to go down there and, you know, get a drive, get a field goal here. Yeah, Big Jeff there. You you could tell. Big Jeff does not like to lose, right? And he has been losing, just like all the other Titans, for some time. And they finally got a win. I think there was a sigh of relief, right, of, okay, we know we can do this. They've been in close games, right? I mean, yeah. they've done those type of things. They just haven't gotten over the hump. Last year it was costly because they needed to win a game to get into the playoffs, and they were unable to do that. And then they started off just kind of like they ended last season with a loss against the New Orleans Saints, which we'll find out really New Orleans tonight in the doubleheader. They play Carolina. I think that's going to be a subtly good game. What kind of team is the Saints? Because that's the best part about the NFL. As weeks go by, like we now know who – the Jets are, right? I mean, without Aaron Rodgers, we know who they are. We know what type of team. We probably know where they're going to finish in the AFC East. I think we know a lot about the Patriots after last night and their, their start. Is there a good team? They're not a great team. They're probably not going to win enough games to make the playoffs in the AFC. We're going to find out what the Saints game represents within the Titans' journey. Sure. And the same thing goes to the Chargers. That was a hard-fought game. The Titans took advantage at home and got the W, but you could feel 
I, and this is what Sam said yesterday in the, the locker room. You can feel kind of the, the energy after the game on what that win means to the Titans. So they're now on the somewhat straight and narrow and not 0-2 because, Austin, we say this every single year after the second week of the season, starting 0-2 is no bueno. No. Uh, it is not. Yeah. And the kiss of death, 11% of teams that start 0-2 make the playoffs in the last 30 plus years uh, of NFL football. And so look, that helps with an extra playoff team in seven, but still very difficult in an AFC that, that we know is going to be a very crowded AFC. And, and I think if you look at the Chargers, the Chargers 0-2, but by about combined five points, right? A two point loss to the Dolphins in week one a three-point loss in overtime uh, to the Titans yesterday on the road. And so the Titans get off the schneid there. So, Zach, in the postgame show that me, Jack, and Sam, the combination of us three, are going to do throughout the season, we always ask the one-word game. It's one of our favorite games that we get to play. And so, unfortunately, you're the odd man out on the one word in the postgame show this season. So I'm going to toss it to you. You, you have a one-word to, to represent that game and that win for the Titans yesterday uh, to kick, kick this thing off? Because there's so many topics, so many things to discuss uh, with that game. So what would your one word have been in the postgame show? Yeah, well, we just talked about 0-2 and, and what that represents. Look, yesterday was not a must-win game. You talk about must-win throughout the course of the season. It's, it's too early to be a must-win game. Now, you go 0-2 and, and then you get into a, a situation where you could go 0-3. You don't want to be 0-3 because of what the AFC uh, represents. But my one word was needed. It was a needed win. It wasn't a must win, or must, uh, must win, but it was needed. And I think that they got it, right? Now, it wasn't in the uh, perfect fashion. It was in the Titans fashion, but it wasn't yep. perfect. And towards the end, and I think Mike Vrabel said this in his post-game locker room speech is, when they needed a stop from the defense, they got it. And that happened in overtime. And it also happened at the end of regulation by preventing them from throwing a touchdown. And it wasn't perfect by any, any means. I've got a whole list of things that they've got to work on, just as probably Mike Vrabel <laughs> does. But th that was a needed win for this season and for this team, not only for this year, but as we mentioned, dating back to last year. Oh, so needed is your word. My one word, Zach, from the postgame was alive because the Titans offense was dead when that game started. Being down 11 nothing and only having eight total yards of offense down 11 nothing, and then it came alive. It was the Undertaker rising alive again as Tannehill threw the ball 62 yards in the air for Traylon Burks to have a 70-yard completion to get them down to first and goal to score a touchdown the first one of the season to make it 11-7, to and all of a sudden, you're back in this thing. And then the stadium was alive. We're up there at Acme on the rooftop, Zach, and me and Jack's new game for this season is trying to guess what the crowd noise was reacting to. And you can tell what a third down sack sounds like from the defense. You can tell what a Traylon Burks 70-yard play was. Uh, and that was a fun thing to be able to hear Nissan Stadium erupt behind us on the Acme roof and then watch it seven seconds delay on TV to see what that was going to be. So a, a lot of fun. But alive was my one word. But we're going to switch this to Ryan Tannehill, Zach, because I used the word redemption from Ryan Tannehill. We're going to hear from Ryan Tannehill on his performance uh, and his bounce back there too. But first, let me tell you guys, 
about Krebs Kubota. They are an elite Kubota dealer with three amazing locations in Middle Tennessee, in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. They had a killer event on Saturday with their field event where you could go demo and ride any of their equipment at Krebs Kubota and Franklin. So if you took advantage of that, good for you because there's deals to be had for in-person at that field event, but maybe you didn't. That's okay because Krebs Kubota is all about customer service and making sure that you get the right equipment for you uh, and they can help you out. Need a new trimmer, need a new mower. They've got everything to pick from there. Maybe you've got some land out there in middle Tennessee and you need the tractors, the utility vehicles, whatever that might be to get the projects done on your property. Krebs Kubota can help out because they have the best equipment in the industry with the Kubota line and the best industry, the best customer service in the industry with Krebs and what they do across middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. Check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. A to Z sports. We are powered by bet MGM. Download the app today. Used it over the weekend. You can use it tonight for the, NFL double doubleheader. They've changed things around this year. They used to open the season with a Monday night double doubleheader. Now they've waited till week two. So we've got some good games tonight. Division rivalries. We talk about the Saints and the Panthers playing, also the Steelers and the Browns. I'm sure that is very influential when it comes to fantasy for a lot of people out there. So we'll watch tonight, but also participate, and you can get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. That's the best part. But if you use the code and listen to this, you use the code ATOZ200 and place a $10 money line wager on pro football tonight, you can get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's ATOZ200 for tonight for new users. Use that bonus code with BetMGM. Big deal right there. Hey, my winnings were so good on BetMGM over the weekend that I was able to do a little withdrawal because uh, I oh. hit my withdrawal number there. Yeah, it's been a good start to week one and week two for me in a pro football and in college as well. So uh, let's hear from Ryan Tannehill, Zach, because uh, you know, his game was as bad as it could have been in week one. Here was Ryan Tannehill after a bounce back win uh, against the Chargers. No, I felt great. I felt great coming into the day. I uh, was able to you know flush, flush what happened last week um, by Wednesday after I talked to you guys. And then... Um, you know, have a great week of practice. Got prepared and, and was ready to roll coming out here today. Was that as a tough week as you kind of been through last week after, after the opener, after so much drill going the season? What was that like last week trying to get to today? I mean, obviously, you know, watching the tape, it, it sucks. You know, you're looking at at the negative things and, and things you want to correct, and you're excited to to get back out here. Um, but. Once, uh, once I was able to make those corrections with my teammates, with the coaches, you know, I was able to put it behind me and, and get going for the next week. You know, you got a long season. You can't harbor um, good things or bad things, right? We came up with a big one today. We'll celebrate it tonight, enjoy it tonight, and then tomorrow we'll start getting ready for the next one. Ryan Tannehill, Zach, he had a 28 quarterback rating against the Saints, 123 yesterday. That's a 95-point difference in a quarterback rating seven days apart. I mean – it, it, I used the word redemption in the title of the show. I, I used it yesterday on in the post-game show. Do you think redemption is the right word for Ryan Tannehill? Because we did the shows last week, and me and Sam and Jack all talked about this, and you guys in the chat were so hard on Ryan Tannehill correctly. I, me too. I didn't think he took accountability the right way on Wednesday. He talked about talking to the media on Wednesday. I thought he could have done better with that. But is redemption the right word? No, I think it was uh, two two words that are, I think, what happened. I think it was premature, and I think it was an overreaction. 
You he think had a bad much, game. You like, think that he, from the fans? Yes, and from everyone. Like from he me. had a bad game. If if he would have fo- followed and had yesterday's performance be terrible, it's a completely different story. But he had a bad game to start the season. I told everybody that last Monday. It was a singular bad game. We know what Ryan Tannehill is, and he is not that against New Orleans. And he's not, honestly, he's 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 closer to what we saw yesterday in the sense of what his productivity is. That's what the Titans provide you. About 24 points, 16, 17 points. They're not a 30-plus point offense. They're just not. And so what we, we saw is more likely. So I would not use redemption. Redemption tour is like revenge and like, Oh my gosh, this is it. It was a bounce back I, game. I, I think I it think was a bounce back. That's why I titled and, and, and featured what yeah. you see at the bottom of your screen. You see the thumbnail on YouTube. It's a bounce back because bounce back is a singular thing that you bounce back from. Sure. Redemption just feels like it is too much. It wasn't uh, a redemption. I think, was it a bounce back? If he would have yes. lost seven straight games last year and he was the culprit, then it may be a redemption. But he didn't play in in the three the, of them. In, in the in last, the last three. Yeah. To provide them a playoff berth. So I think that's the difference. I mean, the last time we saw Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, before that Saints game was trying to go down there and get a, get a, a, a touchdown to tie the game against the Chargers in L.A., and then the yeah, Chargers on came. one one ankle that needed to be sur- surgically repaired because he had uh, he a terrible the trash trashola offensive line. Yeah, and the offensive line, uh, not maybe trashola, but still not great. But so I, I do think it's redemption. It's not redemption because of it was a bad game and how it was because of the the narrative surrounding Tannehill locally and nationally is why I uh, think over it was one re- week. Yes, it was one week That's what after. You overreacted. <laughs> but no, I, I, and fans I, and, and, and people tend to do this in the NFL because that's why we have shows. That's what's water cooler talk. I get it. But after one week, my God, like look, and, and so, and it wasn't like he got blown out. It was a, a one point game. Yes, it t- totally. But it was it was a, a, a crazy game. And so like I showed the graphic that we used last Monday and because and we asked the question about the Saints performance was a one bad game, a sign of things to come. Or product of environment. You answered one bad game. I answered product of environment because I understood that the Superdome is really tough to play in. Then it's your first game back after missing a long time with the ankle injury. It's also the first game with a new play caller and a new uh, new weapons around you, a brand new offensive line, and in a situation in the offensive scheme is different. We'll talk more about the offensive scheme tomorrow on Tuesday, but it was a one. It was a product of environment. I thought against the Saints, but. Overall, I still think redemption's fair to say because of how many people are out on Tannehill as a as the Titans quarterback. So let's get to that question because I find that fascinating because there's a lot of people who watch our show who are flat out who are Titans fans that have strong feelings on Ryan Tannehill. So let's put your money where your mouth is. Where are you on Ryan Tannehill after week two? Are you still out? Are you bought back in? Or did you never leave him? Are you still out, bought back in, or did you never leave Ryan Tannehill? Uh, but first, Zach, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, fbhp.com slash A to Z is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan. 
a couple of years ago, and I'm really glad that I did. Better health, better dental, better, better vision. I got all within my plan. There's 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plans have been doing this for over 75 years, and they can help you. And they help Tennesseans all the time, including myself. I truly am glad that I got my health plan. How I went through it is it's very simple, honestly. You go to get a quote, you need to take a health assessment. They ask you a bunch of questions. You answer them openly and honestly. Then you wait 24 to 48 hours. They give you a quote. They tell you your plan, how much you'll pay. And I looked at my plan when I went through my assessment and they gave me a quote. I was like, wow, this is so much better of a health plan and less expensive than my previous health plan. There's no pressure. You don't have to do it, but I would go get a health assessment and get a quote today just to see what it would be. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. Man, it's it's easy to say when you're winning, but man, I love BetMGM. It seems like every day I wake up and there's new tokens and things that I can play around with and boosts and specials in the BetMGM app. And if you haven't signed up with BetMGM, we've got a couple ways for you to do it. You can always use our bonus code ATOZ Sports uh, to get uh, up to one up to fifteen hundred dollars back. Uh, on your first bet if your first bet misses in bonus bets. Or you can take advantage if you want to go smaller uh, with your BetMGM entrance and just tip, dip your toe in the water. You can use our code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. All you have to do is put a $10 money line wager on any pro football game. You can do it tonight. There's two of them. Uh, a $10 money line wager on any pro football game pregame and then you get $200 in bonus bets instantly you don't have to wait for a touchdown to be scored or anything to happen in that game regardless if your money line wager loses you get $200 back in bonus bets instantly with BetMGM code ATOZ200 visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions 21 or older Tennessee only new customer offer all promotions set of qualifications eligible requirements first online room money wager only rewards issued knowledgeable bonus bets bonus bets expires for after issuance and for problem game sport called Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789 Zach I'll toss you to the chat on Facebook and YouTube uh, we've got a question, three answers for Ryan Tannehill. Where are you with Tannehill after week two? Still out, bought back in, or you never left him. What's everybody saying there in the chat? So I'm going to get to the chat, but uh, look, Chris Frazier, look, he, he is a an individual in the chat that sometimes gets the people going. He actually has a site. He's citing our guy, Teron. He says, uh, today's game went into uh, overtime, so it's not included, but since... 2019 week six when Tannehill became the Titans starter his 11 fourth quarter comeback wins are tied with Tom Brady for third most among starting quarterbacks over the span trailing only Kirk Captain Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes that's pretty good company right there so Chris bringing some some cited facts did you, on did Ryan you see did you see where he said that's my QB Chris Frazier flip-flopping like and no like nobody else and hey I I, I do think it's worth a golf clap for Chris Frazier for actually giving credit to somebody uh, whenever he copies and pastes and things on, on Facebook. Well, well, and then Nate says Chris Frazier is out on Tannehill. Yeah. But Chris, no, that's not what you're saying in in your, your stat comment, which is, that's my QB. Hey. That's in all caps, no apostrophe. I'm just glad that Teron and ESPN stats and info got, got copied and pasted for Chris. So, all right. So back to the, the chat for you, Zach. So what do they have here? 
still out on Tannehill, bought back in, meaning you were out before or you never left him. I'm very fascinated to see where Titans fans are going to claim that they, where they are uh, today. Frank says, always been a Tannehill fan. Still out from Anthony. Out from Hello, ladies. Uh, shout out right there for a little uh, Val Venus there. I, I hear you. Uh, so he says, out, never left from Ryan. Uh, Ryan right there. Never left from Jared. Never left from Jared. Never left from Jacob. Still out from Joey. Never left from MB. Still out. Trade Tannehill from Stephen King. Never left from Apollo. Guy says, still out. A couple of never lefts from Trey and Robbie. Uh, never left from Tom. Still out from Steven. Still out, but appreciate him. Curtis, right? That's like when you break up, it's not you, it's me. I still like you. We didn't cheat on each other, but I'm moving the F on. It just didn't, it just didn't work. Like, uh. Uh, let's see here. John says, never left him, never left from Clayton, never left him from DeMarco, still out for now. Keyword consistency from Connor, never left coming in from Josh, Christine, and Brad. Uh, so still out from IR in for the moment from Ashley. So that's bought back in. There's not been a lot of bought back in comments, but Ashley, I'm going to count that as that. Nick has been brought okay. back in, not bought. Go. So he didn't purchase anything, but he was brought back in. Colby never left a ton of comments coming in, which we appreciate as we got a big show on this Monday morning. Uh, and we got a couple of Chris flip floppers here calling out Chris mm -hmm. Frazier. So, and Alan has never left. I, I think people, I, I'm not trying to say everybody who said they never left Ryan Tannehill is lying, but there is a decent percentage of people that say they never left Ryan Tannehill that are lying through their teeth in their comments this morning because so many people were done with Ryan Tannehill last week. And we talked about this. It was the, it was a topic on five days in a row and a pregame show uh, that I was a part of. Uh, six days out of seven that we had Ryan Tannehill conversations last week. And so many people were doubting this guy. I have never, I truly have never left Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill has always been the best option for this team this season to go do what they can do. I think Ryan Tannehill, as I said last week, Zach, I felt like an idiot. I felt like I was bamboozled because I've been telling my friends and people that I see all the time, Hey, how's the Titans offense going to be this year? It's like, I think they're going to be pretty good. And then they went and dumped the bed. That's why you overreacted after <laughs> no, week one. But, but what did I say? I said it was a product of, of his environment. I wasn't saying it was a sign of things to come. It was a product of his environment. I, I gave Tannehill an opportunity to rebound uh, like he did bounce back, get some redemption in that game. So I've never left Ryan Tannehill. I think he's got, a lot of ability with his legs. I think we saw that with the triple option play yesterday that was super spicy from Tim Kelly. I think Ryan Tannehill, clearly, there were people that saying he's got no arm left. The dude threw the ball 62 and a half yards through the air to Traylon Burks. It's the longest air yards covered by a throw by any quarterback through two weeks of play with two games left tonight. Ryan Tannehill's got Whoa, an wait, arm What was that? He threw the ball 62 and a half yards in the air to Traylon Burks. That's the distance it covered in air yards, right? That is the most air yards of any throw through the first two weeks of the NFL from any quarterback. Including Russell Wilson's yesterday? Um, I That's not, wrong. Well, that might have been, yeah, maybe Russell Wilson's. 
Yeah, that's factually incorrect. Okay, maybe, maybe I don't know if you watched that Commanders Broncos game. I did not. I did not watch the end of it. Uh, I had to take a nap because actually. So where'd you get out. the stat? Uh, I okay. It, the stat was from like ESPN stats and info, and it was just beaten. Uh, you know, thirty minutes after the stat was out there. But at that point, through the first set of games up until Russell Wilson's Hail Mary, I know what happened. But yeah, so my point is, Ryan Tannehill still has plenty of arm. He still has legs. He can run. He ran for a touchdown, took a big hit. And, I, you know, I, I'm still with uh, Ryan Tannehill. I've never left the guy's side. I, I still think he can get the Titans in the playoffs. All right. So I'm going to say this, and I stand by this. If anybody has never left Ryan Tannehill, it's me. I've never left being out on Ryan Tannehill. So you're still out? <laughs> yeah, I'm still out. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. But Ryan Tannehill has a ceiling, guys, and we know what it is. It's not a product of week one. He is not that quarterback, but he also is not a four-touchdown guy. He's not a three-touchdown consistency guy. He is not a guy that you feel every week is going to give you the best quarterback play that can be provided. I think Justin Herbert... I think you saw some good throws from Justin Herbert yesterday. I think the Chargers have their own problems. But I'm out on Ryan Tannehill and what he brings to the franchise in the in the path and adventure of trying to win a Super Bowl. Is Ryan Tannehill the best option currently? Right? Yeah, I mean, everybody would like to have whatever they want, Right. But that's just not how the NFL works. I understand why Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback, but I truly don't believe that he is the answer to get them the furthest in their path for a championship. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I, I, I stand by what I've always said. And when I told everybody on that hallowed night after the Cincinnati Bengals three interception game that I was out, I meant what I said. And I've stood by that there ever since. It's unfortunate. I understand that Ryan Daniel is going to be the quarterback, but that is what it is. He's just not good enough. And here's something that I, I want to compliment Ryan Tannehill on his performance yesterday because the throws were on point, right? He made some really tough throws. Mm -hmm. Tough throw. <laughs> he made the throw to DeAndre Hopkins on the run at the end. He made Chris Moore. He made Traylon Burks, as you referenced earlier. He threaded the needle, threaded the needle on one that was the, the NWI touchdown was yeah, really good. Super, so, let, super let me, impressive. That was a good read. Let, let me let me correct you on something. So Russell Wilson, yeah, threw a, that 50-yard touchdown pass, but Russell Wilson's air yards were not longer than Ryan Tannehill's. Russell Wilson, I just went back and looked at it, let it go from the opposite 40-yard line, meaning the goal line was 60 yards. That ball came down on the two. So Russell Wilson's air yards were 58. So let's define air yards because air yards. Russell Wilson's the ball, ball in the was in the air longer. No, because it got tipped, right? It got tipped and it was not. No, no, in no. The I'm air. talking about trajectory. If you watched no, Russell Wilson's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to define what are air yards. Air yards? The, the yards it covered while in the air. <laughs> it's not that hard of a, of a thing to understand. Air yards, meaning not from the original line of scrimmage, not including the yards after the catch, but from when the quarterback let it go to where the receiver or whoever made first, con first contact. 
air yards. Yeah. Right? So I, again, I, I think how is this? And I, I would actually look to see where the Broncos receiver caught it. I've got it right here. So the ball was tipped on the two and a half, and it was caught on the goal line. So if you want to even include where on it was the goal caught, line or are in the end zone, I just I have a freeze frame of it right here on the goal line. Eighty nine is standing on the white line with two Commanders defenders on his back on the goal line. So at most it was sixty. And <laughs> so Ryan Tannehill's air yards, meaning where he let it go to where it was caught was 62 yards. That is the longest in the NFL so far this season. So thank you for everybody for cueing me to go look that up because that's, uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, yes. that, that's fine. So for Ryan Tannehill, there is one thing that he has to improve on. So Austin, let's sure. recap and you can blame it on multiple things. You can blame it on decision-making. How many times was Ryan Tannehill sacked yesterday? Five. Where, when did those sacks occur on what down? Um, one of them was fourth down. I, I know at least three others were third. I'll down. help you out. The rest of them were third down. Okay. So, so one fourth and four thirds. He had four third downs and one fourth down that if you want to be critical, look, this show is not to just, you know, praise Ryan Tannen on how well he played yesterday. I also thought he made some poor decisions on third down in not throwing some balls away and helping his offense and helping some field position, that's decision-making on the quarterback. And you can't do that on crucial downs like third and fourth down. Yeah, one of them one of them was a screen that was being set up where he should have threw it in the dirt, but, you know, that's a, it was also backed up in his own end zone, and you definitely could easily throw a pick six in there on, on at least – two of them the first two sacks he had no chance right it was a complete breakdown on the offensive line he had no shot at avoiding a sack and he ate it and got down but yeah there were there were two plays in particular where i thought he lost unnecessary yards on sacks or could have gotten rid of the football uh but again i i think i would say half of them uh you can blame on the o-line and maybe two of them you can blame on Tannehill. And then the other half, I say, was a bad circumstance on the screen call that got snuffed out by the Chargers. I, I, I the screen call, I would push back. I don't, I don't disagree with that assessment. The screen pass, you can eat it. You have a a, a player in your line of sight in your trajectory where you won't get intentional grounding. That if is, you look, if you look that at is that, the out. No, it, uh, it would have been a. T- he would have to made a a decision, and he felt that taking the sack was going to be better. It is. It could have been very easily either a pick six or intentional grounding near the end zone. You know, so I I think, you know, whatever it was, I'm not. Let's say it wouldn't have been intentional grounding because it's a screen pass. You can throw it towards the player. Right. But the, the, if you go look and see where the, Uh, it was, it would have been a tough pass. I don't disagree with that. Look, he's got things to figure out. There's no doubt. He wasn't perfect, but the fact is he only threw four incompletions. And I know one of them, could have been caught by DeAndre Hopkins, the first target of the game for Diop. That should have been, it was off his hands, should have been caught. I think, and we'll talk about this tomorrow on more offensive scheme, is, you know, he's got better help than he did, right? I mean, last year, they were seven, seven and three at one point, and he had no help. Now I feel like he has some, I mean, he's got better players. Let's just face it. He has better offensive line, 
for what that is worth. And he's got better receivers. So I think that that's why I was not surprised that he had a bounce back game yesterday from his week one performance and got the ball down the field. And in crucial moments, you know, that drive, you, you could have at one point, Austin said the Titans were lucky to have scored as many times as they did be based on those big plays. But those big plays, I think, are a part of the offense now, right? Taking yeah. those shots are what we were used to seeing Ryan Tannehill do with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis in that, that singular year and John U. Smith in that sense. And now we're seeing more of that where I, I think that took a hiatus for a period of time. Yeah, no doubt. And I, and I've, look, I, I watched all but two training camp practices and, and they want to air the ball down the field. And I, I tweeted out that the, the Tannehill to Burke's throw was something that I, I, I watched that. That's what I was expecting against the saints was the deep ball connection to Burks uh, from Tannehill. We saw it throughout camp. We saw it in Minnesota on the play that Burks got hurt on was one of those deep. It kind of looked very similar to yesterday's of when Burks got hurt in that joint practice to the completion that was made there. Uh, and so I, I think I'm excited to see how they can build on this. And we've got a lot of different topics to get through about the offensive scheme, the supporting cast, some players that are stepping up um, as well. Uh, anything else on Tannehill, Zach, before we kind of switch gears? No, I think that uh, now, and it goes back to, uh, to a chat, a comment earlier in the show, consistency. Can you not play like New Orleans again, right? And prob- the probability is, is they'll have another bad game. It just happens, right, uh, throughout the course of the year. But what we saw yesterday is more in line in what Ryan Tannehill represents. Being efficient, taking care of the football, and, you know, 24 throws for 246 yards and a touchdown. If you had to, you know, ask me what Ryan Tannehill's stat line is, that's probably right around with it. It's got probably more and, throw and, passing yards than normal. And running but. for a touchdown, too, right? That was a key, key thing. And he's good at that, right? Yeah. I mean, that he... At one point, he had seven rushing touchdowns in a season. He's shown that he can do that. Back to back. Yeah. Uh, real quick, a couple super chats. Kick it to the King says, one game doesn't change anything. 17 is playing for a new contract for another team in 24. He won't be back next year. It's about Malik or Will in 24. Look, a lot of, a lot of truth to that. Uh, Ryan says, Levis is still my QB regardless of what Tannehill does. Uh, as we know, Ryan is a big donation. thing comment to say when he, he's not going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's Noah, just a unique situation. He's the right. third quarterback. He's not even dressing. He's He is dressing, but he's inactive. He's that new emergency quarterback. Oh, yeah, he, is, he gets is. to wear his shoulder pads to take Fair. the glamour shots. Well, I got, got by the rule changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Noah says, uh, what was the feeling Raiden's yesterday? I feel like he's better than some of the starters, but being locked in the left side is tough to work around. Look, look, I think Dylan Raiden's being able to play nine months after his ACL is pretty impressive uh, for Raiden's to go in there with the Dylan – I'm sorry, with the uh, Peter Skronsky appendectomy, which we I need to find out more about that appendectomy. How long is Skronsky going to be out? That's something we can discuss uh, throughout the week as we well, try to Well, it depends. More. So I actually, look, uh, a viewer of this show, Tony Turb, one of my buddies, he had uh, his appendix removed. And you hope it wasn't ruptured, right? I mean, a, 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 what is it? A, what do you call the surgery? An appendectomy. Yeah. yeah. So th- those are, I'm not saying they're normal, but if it doesn't rupture, you could get back in a week or so. If the ah. thing ruptured, they, it's a, like a six week healing process. 
Yeah. And so like my wife had an appendectomy as well, as well. So I've been through that of knowing the recovery time and it's all about the doctors allowing you to do physical activity, you know, you know, and that's the key you thing. Can't pick and, up anything, you know, yeah, like, like your buddy Turb can go back to work and be fine. Right. But is your buddy Turb's not trying to protect Ryan Tannehill against 300 pound guys that are trying to shove him over. Well, I couldn't different. play on the rec basketball league because of it. So it was a huge, it was a huge. <laughs> That's blow. what I'm saying. I, I think he might be out for, I don't know when he's going to be. I mean, that trip to London is maybe that identifier of seeing where Peter Skronsky would be back, but we'll, we'll get back to that. But uh, he was needed, anymore. right? I think yeah, that's no the doubt. justification is he was missed and that's a good thing. You know, you got people in the comments saying that's my quarterback for a guy who's not going to throw the football and who's an emergency quarterback. You know what you should really be saying is Skaronsky's my guard <laughs> because I think that's what it shows is the first-round pick is a needed commodity for this team, and that's a positive thing if you're a first-round pick. Yes, and, you know, the fact that no, – Ray- We couldn't say that about Caleb Farley. <laughs> uh, or Isaiah Wilson. Where is Caleb Farley? And, uh, look, I know that he's dealing with the personal issue over the last couple of weeks, but, like, what is his timetable of return? Is he going to play? Uh, I mean, he's still on PUP – regardless of the personal situation, that's obviously a horrific tragedy uh, that Caleb Farley is still returning for or recovering from his back. And he hasn't been able to do as much uh, because you're trying to take that slow, but you know, I think Caleb Farley has got other things, as you mentioned to kind of deal with. Uh, so it, it's kind of a wait and see, uh, but look, if Dylan Raidens is back and ready to go, I just think there's a domino effect that can be a very big positive for the Titans. If that's the case, but Zach uh, let's get to the identity of the Tennessee Titans and no, this has nothing to do with Derrick Henry. The identity of the Titans under Mike Vrabel. But first, Aura can keep you safe online. Aura is where you should go for all of your digital safety. And they uh, identify data brokers who are selling your information to robocallers and telemarketers and spammers that hit you up from every aspect, from your phone calls to your emails to your mailbox at home. Aura can get rid of those data brokers uh, in your life. They did that for me. 30 data brokers had my information. Aura got those stripped away from me uh, in just about five or six days. And we're giving you a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That is a two-week free trial with Aura services. You start with the data brokers, get them the heck out of your life. Then you deal with password manager and protector, credit identity theft monitoring, as well as other options and all the other services that Aura has. But a two-week free trial with our sponsor with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. A to Z Sports, we are powered and driven right there by BetMGM. Download the the app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports or use the bonus code ATOZ200. Place a $10 money line wager on pro football tonight. You got a couple of games to pick from to get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That is for new users. Download the app today. Uh, now, Anthony uh, says uh, there is no identity because this team is unpredictable. And then Jaron says the identity of the Titans under Vrabel is scrappy and gritty. Maxwell says the Titans have an identity issue. Maybe they should call uh, with it comes to Aura. That's a good point there from Aura. But no, this team does have an identity. Zach, the Tennessee Titans lead the NFL in winning games as an underdog under Mike Vrabel. Look at that. 23 games. Since Mike Vrabel became the head coach five years and two games ago as underdogs, 23 wins. That is insanely high. And the Tennessee Titans identity is winning games that nobody expects or thinks that they should win. Like 
if you're looking at this Titans defense, no Amani Hooker, no Christian Fulton. Oh my gosh, the Chargers are going to throw all over them and score a ton of points. Titans defense held them to 24 points and they needed every second of regulation to get to 24 and made big stops when they had to in overtime. I think it's really impressive that Mike Vrabel is able to get underdog wins to become a regular thing because we know how the NFL set up. We had a segment about Mike Vrabel talking about the parody of the league last week. 23 wins in just over five seasons as a head coach, as an underdog, is pretty crazy uh, when you consider the Titans are, are favorited in a significant amount of games too because they've been making the playoffs pretty regularly minus last season. It's a lot of plus money to be won over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so I want to separate this because, you know, keep it tight Titans, right? That's they always keep it tight at the end of the game. They're always in it. They're always have a, a puncher's chance to win uh, at the end. And they, they do. Now that is the NFL, right? And I think that's where you got to kind of take a step back. But I feel like when you talk about underdogs on paper, the Titans shouldn't be favored right because i feel like the handicappers and i'm not going to disrespect them and say that they don't know the titans because they know every facet of football because that's what they do but i do think that not understanding how the titans approach like i think Tannehill is disregarded in a lot of ways because he is the quarterback they obviously have derrick henry their defense i feel like is underplayed quite a bit in the national media they got a good good defense yesterday I felt like their defense couldn't get to the quarterback as much as they needed to I felt like the pass rush was missing they got to him a couple times and obviously at one point in time you're just going to have a bull rush by that Jeffrey Simmons that gets to the QB and you saw that but overall this is how the Titans have to play and Austin I think it's it's because of how they're set up it's how their offense is run. They like to control the clock and play good defense. That is a recipe to have a tight game, whether you're winning, leading, trailing, doesn't matter, with two minutes left to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Uh, and look, and somebody said, what about spreads? Because nobody covers against the Titans. I lost that comment. Too many comments flying in here. But yeah, the Titans, if you want to count the spreads, are 2-0 against the spreads this season because uh, New Orleans was a three-point favorite. Uh, in week one. And so I just think it's very overall, the Titans ability to muck up the game and try to dictate it to be played their way against really good teams is something that is tough to replicate. And you said like the NFL's way is, is close games. I think there were like nine, maybe 10 one score games yesterday alone. That's so yeah, the NFL's played that way, but the Titans are doing that as underdogs and are winning more underdog games than anybody else in the league over a five-year span. So five years is a, is enough time for something to become an identity. So the Titans' identity is you can never take them lightly. And the Browns are four and a half point favored up in Cleveland already in the early line to open. So you know, if you're a betting man, I, I think the Titans plus four and a half is not a bad idea of a, of a bet because of how the, what the Titans are going to dictate uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, especially see how Cleveland plays tonight, right? Yeah. We know sure more we. about the Titans than we do about the Brown, Browns just because of the games. But, Austin, I'll bring up the Chargers example. The Chargers are not that good. But if you sat there and told me, oh, well, they have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack 
and Derwin James and all, I mean, all, everybody, right? Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert as a young quarterback that can throw, he's got a rocket arm and it can scramble. Uh, uh, Mike Williams, who's a high paid wide receiver. They just drafted Quentin Johnson. Like it goes on and on and on and on. Like you would never favor the Titans, but in reality, the Chargers are not that good. And they've Paper never tigers. been that good. Paper Tigers, right? That's what That's, they are. But well, and, I feel and, like, be, and what influences an underdog, Austin? Money. Money that is coming in on a team influences who is an underdog and who is not. If not, it would have been a pick em. But with all of those players that I named, and I sat there and be like, ooh, uh, you can have all of that. But you have a older DeAndre Hopkins, a Ryan Tannehill, a Derrick Henry, and a Jeffrey Simmons. You're going to pick the Chargers on paper every single time, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what comes out in the wash. I think that the Chargers, there's a lot of uh, Brandon Staley hate in that fan base. It's of fool's how, gold a Because bit. here's the difference. Here's the difference in the Titans and the Chargers. The Chargers have all the sex of appeal of a basketball squad wide receiving core, a, a quarterback that is physically gifted and is paid a $50 million a year in Herbert. They've got superstar flashy guys on defense. But the difference in the two teams, Mike Vrabel wins close games a lot more than Brandon Staley does. Brandon Staley finds a way to lose close games, uh, whether it's his fault, his decisions or not. That's been the Chargers' M.O is losing games that were right in their grasp and they let it out. The Chargers were up 11-0 and the Titans had eight total yards in the <laughs> second quarter and they lost the game uh, 27-24 to in overtime. That is allowing a win out of your grasp. Brandon Staley's probably top on the chopping block, wouldn't you say, in the NFL when it comes to head coaches getting fired? Fairly near it. Yes, fairly near. I do have a stat that's pretty fascinating that I want to get to about what yesterday, yesterday's game was um, overall when it comes to tendencies in the NFL that, you know, looks like the Titans had no business winning that game. Uh, but first, the Bone and Joint Institute, that's where you should turn with any injury in life. If you need to get healthy, the Bone and Joint Institute is where to go. Boneandjointtn.org is their website in Franklin. It's so easy. If you've got pain somewhere, if you have an injury that's, that's, lingering and just won't naturally heal go to boneandjointtn.org click the make an appointment button you type in whatever part of your body is hurting you and it sorts out the specialists the experts to help that and you can click and make an appointment that fits your schedule it's super easy the region's destination the region means middle tennessee southern kentucky northern alabama in franklin at boneandjointtn.org it is esports we're powered by bet mgm download the app today they are the king of the sports books. You can get in on the action tonight. Got double header, uh, excuse me, double header in pro football tonight. BetMGM, download the app today in your Apple or Android app store. All right. So, Zach, this is a stat from Benjamin Solak of The Ringer. He said, uh, since 2010, teams with 275 or more passing yards and no turnovers, their win loss record is 382 to 96 with two ties. That's a win percentage of 80%. And the Titans are one of the, I'm sorry, the Chargers are one of the 96 because the Titans beat the Chargers with 275 or more passing yards and no turnovers. So the Titans are 
one of the 20% of teams that were able to bend but not break and just allow the Chargers to put up a ton of points. Uh, and that that is Mike Vrabel, right? That is the entirety of the last five years. I do think, you know, discipline, right? The, yeah. The Titans have some probably some penalty issues that they'll have to, you know, figure out a little bit on, on, on that. But I, I do think discipline of protecting the football, Austin, what they did do yesterday compared to what they did not do last week against the New Orleans Saints. Didn't you feel like at the end of the game, Austin, that this game was going to be decided by turnover? Like I felt like somebody was going to fumble. It was going to be an interception, a tip ball pick, a, a sack, a strip sack. Like I felt like a mistake was going to come. And really the only mistake that was made was three bad decisions in a row by Justin Herbert in overtime to force them to punt. Yeah. And you bring up Titans penalties that they had several of them, but the chargers had three personal fouls. Oh God. That, that whole drive. Titans. They gave them points, but if hey, I was but a chargers fan, which I don't know many of them, I would be pissed. I will say, I actually saw a lot more chargers fan downtown yesterday than I expected going into that. But, uh, but again, like, Hey, in every win, in every team that wins a game, it's a lot of times because the other team makes stupid mistakes and that involves personal foul penalties and everything else. Uh, that allowed the Titans to extend some drives. The Chargers get some of those too. That's just how it works. And uh, the Titans were able to play pretty mistake-free minus you know, seven penalties, but only for 45 total yards. It's not like they're that crushing overall. Uh, but a, look, a big win from Mike Vrabel, 23 underdog wins, leading the NFL in his five-plus years as the Titans head coach. Uh, and the Titans are one and one. And we'll see uh, what type of... Uh, if they can string together a winning streak now, right? Because now you won your first game in eight and in, in nine tries, breaking a 10-month losing streak. Can you put a winning streak together? And AFC wins are valuable at the end of the year. And they lost to an NFC team. It is what it is. They just got an AFC win, and they play an AFC team next week that you know the Browns may be in it with the Bengals slide. Who knows yep. what's going to happen in the North? The Ravens look good as well. Luke brings up why Titans fans so quick to move on from the best quarterback in two decades. How many quarterbacks have played in an AFC championship game despite their front office? Um, that that last question is probably pretty good, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's about people ditching Tannehill. I just think it's the belief of looking around at other teams and their quarterback play saying, this is the recipe to get to a Super Bowl or to get to multiple AFC championship games. And the Titans are going to have to maneuver and do it a different way. The good thing is, is that like Mike Vrabel has proven that his teams can go on playoff runs. They also have proven that they struggle to win home playoff games, but they you know, keep it tight. Titans can keep you in a game to possibly win. And that's what the league represents. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, look, Ryan Tannehill has been better than what the Titans have had. Is it good enough? I mean, sometimes the grass isn't always greener uh, and you move well, on. Will Levis is my guy. I, you don't, I, I have no idea about Malik or about even Malik Willis or Will Levis, right? Like yeah. we truly don't know what type of quarterback he is. I don't know if you had a chance to watch well, for it, it was going on during the game. You were at me, but the, the Colts Texans game was pretty revealing. The Colts have a much better roster than the, the Texans and Anthony Richardson was playing really good football before he got concussed. And mm -hmm. 
when that happened, I was like, that he popped up, but I was like, that didn't look good. Ends up, he had to go out. That's another team that they're going to have to face later on this year with a young quarterback that is gaining experience, in-game experience, that let's face it, Austin, Will Levis is not doing. That's just yeah. the facts. Well, he just doesn't have the opportunity. And then C.J. Stroud is not going to win many games when he drops back the pass 50-plus times. Uh, that, that's just not the rest <laughs> the, of the The Texans have a player problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the thing they know that. All right, Zach, A to Z Sports here on a Monday. We've got a new game to send us uh, to the end of the show on our Monday. But before we play... This version of the age game, Wilson County Hyundai. You need to make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process. If you're looking for that new ride, Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon. Our friend Payne Bone does a great job out there, family owned and operated. Go see Payne in Lebanon or check him out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com as we send it, Zach, to the age game. What do you have for us? Because this is a uh, me in the chat, me versus the chat versus you. It's a three way. Uh, battle here for the age game because you're holding the keys to it and savage. Yes. We see your comments. Go ahead. And so here is how the age game works. It's quick on the trigger. You've got to get it right though. You can only guess once too. So I'm going to ask how old a certain individual was last week. We did Mike Keith, the Titans play by play announcer. Cause it was his birthday just so happens. Yep. And we figured out he was 56. That is correct. This week, and I pull these at random, and I pull them based on maybe what has occurred. And but I had the I had the chat hidden. I cannot see the chat on purpose. That is good. So yes. today's age question is something that happened in another AFC team's home stadium that was disrespectful. So my question first, because I want to get this, I want to I want to ask the question so we don't Google. Right, that's yeah, the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The question is, how old is former Bills linebacker Takeo Spikes? And I don't know if you saw that. No, but no idea. Spikes was honored and was like one of the kind of like the 12 Titans for the Bills, but they put him in a seat where he cannot see the entire field. So Spikes tweeted out, congratulations to the Buffalo Bills on getting a dominant win in a home opener. I wish I could have stayed for the entire game, but <laughs> seating accommodations were not the standard. How are you going to have NFL legends supporting with this obstructed sample size of a view? That's so funny. Felt like I was in timeout. So oh, how old is Takeo Spikes? The first person, and we're going to go back to the chat, the first person that guesses this correctly will be anointed as this week's age game champion <laughs> or as as the, the former uh, NBA commissioner, David Stern, champion. I don't know if you remember when he I used do. to do the, but he always says the champion. So this will be the age game champion. How old is former linebacker Takeo Spikes, Austin? Takeo or Takeo? 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 Takeo. It's Takeo Spikes. So I have a number that came to my head immediately, but I, uh, I'm going to say 48, 48 is Austin's guess. We now go to the chat. Trevor's going young. He thinks he's only 35. <laughs> so Trevor, you did not get it. Yeah, this is Zach all and Takeo Spikes went to high school together, right? Yeah. Quick on the trigger. Yeah. 
Pork Porkington, last week's champion. Yeah. It is wrong. 48 is not the correct answer. So Dang both, it. both in the uh, in, in the game, Austin and Pork Porkington get it incorrect. So Noah 48 was not my first gut. 47. That is incorrect. That was Eric, my first guess. 48. That that's guess. incorrect. Zachary, 47. Mm. That's incorrect. DeMarco, 26. Still have not gotten it. Derek, 44. No. The old oh. Bingle. IR says 41. That is incorrect. Brent, oh, 45. Do you have any correct answers? No correct answers. And I'm going in order. This All is right. from when they sent this away. 47. That's wrong. 44 from Dwight. That is incorrect. But we have finally gotten to our new age game champion of the week. And that is Eric. The correct answer is 46 years of age right there. Eric Castillo, you are the champion. Congratulations. You've won this week's age game. Takeo spikes, not Takeo. Takeo, Takeo. Takeo. Potato, tomato. <laughs> 46. You learned something. Yeah, and the 46. Bills, Dang. they need to work on their PR because this is completely unacceptable. Uh, agreed. <laughs> Look, hey, that's why they're tearing that thing down and building a new one. Same time. Not a lot of people guessed 46 either, but uh, we can only give it to the... Uh, Eric, who is the champion. And Eric is happy. Congrats, Eric. Congratulations. We had a lot of guesses. There was like 12 guesses before we got it. I like Uh, this game. I truly do. Very fun. Very fun. All right, guys. That'll do it for us. Hey, we had a hell of a time at Acme Feed and Seed on the rooftop. Great place. The best place on Broadway to watch a game. We'll be live there uh, for the Titans and Bengals uh, coming up in week four for the next home game. So every home game will be at Acme Feed and Seed uh, with Spirited Hive, $1 off their canned cocktails on Titan home games there. So come check us out in a couple weeks from that. But also, before you head out of here, make sure you do us a solid and hit that like button on Facebook, on YouTube. That thumbs up goes a long way for us as a channel to help grow our our channel organically and authentically to make it a better conversation for all of you guys. So hit that thumbs up. Always more people watch than hit that like button. We we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you uh, today, uh, later. Sam will be doing something brand new. So keep your live notifications on, and we'll see you guys tomorrow morning as well. Buck Rising Live tonight for primetime at 8 o'clock. See you.